Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Loyal. And let's talk about a big announcement. We've got something coming up at the toward the end of this podcast uh, about a big event that we're going to be having coming up in the next couple of months. And we'll tell you about that uh, in just a little while and a personal update coming up next. Guys, we want to invite you to attend our annual retreat. Our teams get together every year, sometimes in a different location, to just sit back and relax and create content together. This is not a workshop. We don't guarantee to provide education, but what we do guarantee is that you'll have a relaxing time and still be able to shoot content that you can carry over with you into your brand for next year. You can always sign up at mightsoundwild.co. You can also download the free preset that we have there and that will automatically enlist you into our newsletter so that you'll be the first to know when we announce this year's retreat. Okay, we've been talking about a lot of topics on the podcast recently, so we thought we'd just take a week to kind of just let you know what's going on in our personal lives. Um, Turns out, simultaneously, we've both been making a lot of changes around our homes. Um, Biggest, mostly Ron, has finally got some big stuff going on on his property in Kentucky. So I'm going to let him fill us in on that. And then I've been making some um, small changes around my home finally. Um, So Ron, if you've been making some small um, little peep posts on Instagram, but you've been texting us stuff too, what's going on? Okay, so if you've been following along, you probably know that I bought uh, 15 acres, uh, 15 acre farm last year. And one of the things that I'm doing with that, in addition to having cows and chickens and a garden and all the typical farm type stuff, I'm building what they call a barn dominium. Now, there's, there's different types of barn dominiums. Some barn dominiums are... 100% house and they just kind of look like a barn. But what I'm doing is sort of a, a hybrid of a barn and a house in one. And things are finally starting to come along with that. We're recording this a little bit in advance. Uh, so by the time this episode is up and available to download, there's probably going to be a whole lot more done. So, uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty good size place because I want it to be big enough to have not just a house. And the thing is with me being by myself, the house part of it is not going to be huge. Um, but there's also going to be room to store a tractor and truck and, travel trailer. Uh, If you've been following along with uh, the story, uh, you've probably heard me talking about how I spent five years living on the road in a travel trailer and just moving around to all the different places. I did that for about five years while we were growing uh, shore shooters and getting started with Mountain Escape. I've still got the travel trailer, so that is going to be inside of the barn part of the barn dominium and i'm going to be calling that guest house number one <laughs> that's kind of what sparked your idea for your barn dominium in the first place yeah, right? it, you it had was, to have a place to keep your stuff yeah i wanted right. to put i wanted to put the i wanted to store the travel trailer inside of a building and so i was thinking well if i'm going to store it inside i want to have all the hookups in there the water sewer electricity and all of that so if somebody wants to stay in it then it can be fully usable and that kind of got me thinking if i'm going to have sewer hookups and water and electricity and all that 
why don't I just do everything in one building? So that way I don't have to run all the utilities to two separate structures. And so that's kind of what I came up with. Well, when you first um, got your hands on that property, you converted one of those like modular shed things into a tiny house, which is very popular right now. People are doing that like crazy. Yeah, that's going to be guest house number two. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Ryan, you're gonna have like a whole little compound there. You're gonna have to start. I, I've kind of got, yeah, I kind of got my own little compound. Uh, so yeah, I have been um, actually the what I call the tiny house is actually on the part of proper the part of the property that belongs to my mom. Uh, okay, because I had that before I bought the other 15 acres, and uh, so and the two properties adjoin because it was originally a 75 acre farm and right so before my grandfather passed away in the 90s he sold off all but four acres of it which is where my mom lives now and uh so the lady who bought the rest of it from my grandfather she decided that it was time for her to get rid of some of it and so uh she still got I think about eight acres for herself and then uh, somebody else bought part of it and then I bought 15 acres of it so um, so the good thing is they all it kind of all looks like one property um, yeah but four acres of it belongs to my mom and 15 acres of it belongs to me and 15 acres is quite a bit it is it is And you chose to put your barn kind of elevated. I know you had a lot of trouble getting your driveway in because you really had your heart set on putting your barn dominium up in this elevated spot. Yeah, it's far off the road. It's up on a hill. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can sit up there. I can see everything around me and it's the perfect spot for it, but it just wasn't real easy getting a road built up Mm -hmm. to it. So the road was very expensive, but I got it done. And I've got a nice road going to it now. It's worth it. I I know you've sent me some videos from up there and I'm like, I I can see why you did, why you put it up there. It kind of, it kind of reminds me of being in one of our favorite places, the mountains of Tennessee, because Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I, I kind of feel like I'm there. I kind of feel like I'm in the mountains when I'm up on top of this hill. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you feel very uh, secluded. Very secluded, yes. And you're yes. less than an hour from Louisville. I mean, you're less than an hour from a big city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, right it's about an cool hour, or something there. like that. Yeah, but it's well, I, way out in the country. You don't even know that there are any towns close by. I can't wait to get out there because I want to meet those two cows of yours. They're- yeah, yeah. My cows have very big personalities. <laughs> It seems crazy to me that you um, are doing that because just when I first met you living in this little house down here by the beach and it was almost like you're a completely different person. Now you're up there, you've got a tractor, you've got two cows and you know, you're building a barn and, but it's back to your roots. And that's it how is. you grew up. It is. I, so. I kind of feel like I ran away from my roots for a mm-hmm. whole lot of years. And uh, when I came back up here, it just sort of felt natural. It just felt like, you know, this is who I am. And so uh, I'm very happy being up here. And thanks to having great people in my life like you and 
Walt and Brittany Rush and mm-hmm. Brianna, your daughter, who is our social media person. Um, I feel like I can be here now because most everything that I'm doing as far as the businesses is done from a laptop. I, st- yeah. I still have my routine of we've talked about before of how I get up every morning when I'm drinking my first cup of coffee. I'm uh, managing finances and all that kind of stuff. And I can still do all of that from here. Uh, one, yeah. one place, one way where I really lucked up by being here is because one of my neighbors started an internet company that's all wireless. And so this, the internet signal comes from these big towers. And luckily one of the towers is probably maybe 200 feet from my wow. house. So, so many I have good things. The best that, internet. I was going to say, there's so many good things that happen for you there that like is meant to be. Like it seems oh, yeah. like it's meant yeah, to be for you. Exactly, there. it does. And it just feels right like it's timeline. meant to be. Yeah. And you can be there for your mom, and I just think exactly it's, it's the right time in your life for you to be there. That's really it cool. is. It is, yeah. and and that's the that's the crazy thing. It sort of started out. You know that I've had this crazy idea for years before I before the thought even entered my mind of being back up here the majority of the time, I had been talking about for years just having some kind of a little place up here where I could come and stay. Because I I especially started thinking about that when I was doing the RV thing. Because Kentucky has cold winters and gets lots of snow and ice and that kind of stuff. And for that reason, a lot of the campgrounds close during the winter time so there was no place for me to hook up the rv when i came up here in the winter time so i would leave the rv down south and come up and stay in hotels which i sort of felt like that sort of defeats the whole purpose of having an rv if you're going to be staying in a hotel so expensive (laughs) so i had this idea of well i need to have my own place up here which is kind of where the whole idea of the tiny house came about because it was sort of like, uh, let's just have something that's really no different than a hotel room, a place where I've got a place to sleep, watch TV and take a shower. And that's sort of where the tiny house came along. And then after I got up here and started working on it, that was when I kind of started feeling like this is where I need to be. Yeah, Um, because around the time that I started working on it, that was around the same time that my dad passed away and Mm -hmm. my mom was here and I knew I needed to help her out with some stuff. And so uh, next thing you know, I'm spending most of my time up here. And then I kind of realized that I needed something a little bit more than this little bitty 12 by 24 (laughs) place that I've got now. So that was where the buying the other property and building the barn dominium came into play. Yeah, all the all the pieces just fell into place for you, and it was just they about did. the right timeline. And they did. Our so, business got to a place too that just made sense. It for, did. For yeah, the same timeline. Exactly. We, I, I mean, I kind of felt that way too about my little like gypsy couple of years I had after, yeah. you know, COVID and the shutdown and moving around and then ending up back at home. And we've talked about that before on the podcast. Yeah, and one of the, another thing about me is I have to have something to do. 
And yeah. now with handing off most of the responsibilities of the business, I have to find something new to do because I'm not one that can just sit around and do nothing all day. Well, so you definitely have something to do out there. I have plenty to do out here. I have uh, fields to mow, grass to mow, fences to maintain, cows to feed, chickens to feed. And that's what I, that's what I tell people when they ask me why I'm back up here. My response usually is because I needed something to do. I needed projects. Yep. And so I have plenty of projects up here. And you'll be able to do that until you're very old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of projects, you got a lot of projects going on too. Yeah. I decided to just completely make a mess of this house, basically. <laughs> I, um, you know, when we bought this house, I wasn't sure that I really liked it. You know, we bought it sight unseen again, which I swore I wouldn't do that because that's what I did in St. Augustine. And we ended up not really liking our house and location that much, um, which was okay because we loved St. Augustine. So we made it work. Yeah. But um, there were a lot of things that we weren't crazy about. Um, so I said I wouldn't do that. But we were in really good hands here because we were from the area yeah. And because our realtors were my realtor. Well, your was my realtor best is a very close friend of yours. Yeah. So it was. So you knew that of, she wasn't going to steer you wrong. And yes, you knew that she knew what kind of house you needed. Yes. And so I knew, I knew that she wasn't going to let me buy something that I was going to be miserable in. Yeah. Even though, according to the listing, it wasn't a type of house I normally would have went for. And also, her husband is pretty handy. He's done a lot of construction. So he kind of got it to the point where the little things that would have irked me, like he got rid of those initially, like just little things like the switches and outlets being yellow and the ceiling fans and the, that even painting the outside of the house, which was like this very crazy blue. Well, as soon as I saw a picture of the house and I saw the color of the outside of it, I thought that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> were some things that just had to be done right away. I just so, knew that color wasn't going to work for you. Yeah. So we, we knocked that stuff out. Even the um, exterior um, in the out, the back, I, I didn't know what to do with it because they, the original owners had converted a carport. And w when they did that, the carport was behind the house. So it made for this very weird black top that was in yeah. place of where a yard should be. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you, what do you do with that? You can't grow grass over blacktop. So it was like when you walked out the back of your house, you had this eyesore and then there was a chain link fence that wasn't even connected. So we couldn't let our dogs out the back door. That was a whole mess. And uh, Sadie and Kale, our friends, really gave us um, some ideas with that. They were like, they kind of essentially gave us ideas to turn that into a courtyard. And that's where I grew my tomatoes this year and yeah. covered it in pea gravel and kind of L-shaped a privacy fence to like create a space that didn't exist before. And that really made the house livable for us. So we did all of that in the first month. But after that, we kind of stopped. We didn't know what else to do Out, outside of painting and like making those couple of changes. We didn't know what to do. And I kind of um, in the last couple of weeks got really tired of looking at the space not changing. I was like, yeah especially in this sunroom, the sunroom has blue tile. And I knew I couldn't afford to change this big of a flooring. It's too much floor. That would be very expensive. And I said, 
how am I going to embrace the blue tile? I started thinking, who has blue tile in their home? Grandmas do, right? All the grandmas. Yeah. So it started, I went to Pinterest, of course, and I typed in blue tile. And I'm like, I have got to learn how to embrace this blue tile. And every photo that I was drawn to was, it did look like a grandma's cottage, but in the in the best way, grandmas usually went for tons of blue. They kept doing blue on top of blue on top of blue. So I got wild, started saving some photos and ran it by my friend Erica because she also was really into <laughs> interiors and, you know, antiques and stuff like that. And I'm like, here's my crazy idea. And also Sadie, she's my other bu- buddy that is like also into interiors. I said, I want to instead of running away from the blue and hiding the blue, I want to go extra with the blue and I want to do you did. Yes. So we did. Erica came down for two days. She's a godsend because she had a shoot for mountain escape at, in the, at night, drove through the night, came here, wallpapered with me for two days. Wow. And moved my furniture from my front room back here. And then we had to redo the front room. Within that's a whole different project that I did completely different. Did you do wallpaper there too? No, I actually painted oh, okay. the living room black. Oh, wow. And did like, I'll get into that in a second. So we, anyway, we wallpapered in here, this um, French, it's like a, kind of like the French country homes that you would see with the like blue wallpaper. And then I did like yellow curtains. Anyway, it's like the the grandma sunroom that I've always uh. And I like it so much better now. So, um, so I saw I saw on Instagram a few days ago that you were buying wallpaper, and yeah. my first thought was, "Wait a minute, is wallpaper cool again?" I thought only I, gra- I thought only grandmas had wallpaper, <laughs> and so now it makes a whole lot more sense because yeah. now I understand the whole purpose of the wallpaper. It's not that it's cool again; you're just going for a grandma theme <laughs> in that room. Yeah, I think. Um, I think, I think that some people, I think in the interior world, it's definitely making a comeback, but um, okay. uh, maybe not in a huge way yet, but it probably will soon. But um, in the front and you're, of the house, and you're going to be, you're going to be way ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Somebody messaged me and was like, I think I might want to buy some of your wallpaper. I'm like, okay, so it is coming back. But, you're going to uh, make it cool. Yeah. In the front of the house, um, I wanted like this big built-in look and, Everything that was available to purchase was in the thousands. I'm talking like five to seven thousand dollars for built-ins, and I was like, "Well, no way." And so I started using my brain. And Brittany Rush, our office manager, I call her my handyman. She's literally can build anything, can make anything work. So I sent her some reference pictures, and I said, "Working with what I already have and some cheap like Target um, shelves, can we make a?" a built-in with that, like based off of that. She's like, absolutely. So she comes in town to see her parents next month and with, with some extra little pieces of wood and my $35 target shelves, we're going to make a $7,000 built-in on about a $200 budget. (laughs) I I believe Brittany can do that because I have seen some of the stuff that she has built before. And she, she definitely takes after her dad on that yeah. her, her dad is just like that he can build anything out of anything yeah so we, we still have some and it's cute whenever she builds stuff here if if something gets her where she doesn't feel confident she'll facetime her dad 
Yeah. Or he'll swing by and give her some input and he really lets her finish it, which is really cool. Well, that's so good. We, we still have a few things to tie it together, but the house is definitely feeling like a forever home and I'm very happy with it. Good. Um, so after the thing the- is, I, th- I think you're kind of like me. I don't think you want to run out of projects. I think you kind of want to keep projects that. going. I, I uh, suspect it. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember back when we used to have a studio and... Mm-hmm you would rearrange that studio constantly. You would be changing something about that place all the time. So I should have known that about myself because I was that way as a kid. I would change my bedroom every couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, I think you're just like me. You just don't want to run out of projects. Yeah. It's, it's just fun for me. And I was able to repurpose a lot of furniture. Like I spray painted, um, something green and I've never done it. It's like bright green. I mean, I just had a blast this time. I did a lot of crazy things, but um, speaking of crazy things after the break, we have our big announcement. I can't wait to tell you guys about that. And, and sorry if you really, if you're one of those people who really don't care about our personal lives, (laughs) sorry to bore you to death for the last 20 minutes. Uh, But a lot of people do want to know what's going on. And a lot of people tell us, Hey, update us on the podcast on what's going on with your life. So um, hopefully we didn't bore you too much with our personal stuff there, but, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to something really exciting coming up. We're going to talk about an event that we have coming up, uh, in November. And we'll tell you about that next. Hey guys, it's Brianna LaCosta. I'm the social media manager for Mountainscape, Shore Shooters, and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountainscape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for enduring our uh, last 20 minutes of personal updates. Um, (laughs) If you listened a couple weeks back, we had a two-part series where we um, had Brianna on and we talked a lot about film. And those were some of Ron and I's favorite episodes. And we really um, dove into whether film is going to make a comeback into the professional world. And we encouraged you and gave you tips on how we thought you could start practicing with it and how to not be afraid to use it um, if you're a wedding photographer. And Um, I I really think from the responses that we got on that that two-part podcast on film photography, I really feel like there is a big interest in film. I do too. I see people using it like crazy on Instagram and there's like all kinds of TikTok reels and stuff about film. So um, our next retreat, it's for our team only right now. Um, In the past, we've um, toyed around with inviting the public and we love meeting new people. And I do think that we might open up retreats in the future to all people. But right now, our team is so big, so large. We just want to make it exclusive for them. We want to be able to give back to them, give them a creative outlet. So um, I think we are capping off at 10 attendees of our own team so that people have plenty of room to move around, plenty of elbow space. Um, So 10 team members only between Mountain Escape and Shore Shooters. We are calling this get together dad camp based off of those, those, um, if you listen, please go back and listen to those last episodes where we talked about how we felt like super eight film and using point and shoots and film cameras in general are basically an extension. We basically get the impression that 
we're trying to do what all the dads were doing back in the you know seventies yeah. and eighties and nineties. Um, so we're calling it dad camp and we're really playing up that whole um, idea of that. And even kind of, I think Brianna's even basing a lot of our um, merchandise and branding around the whole dad camp idea. Um, and we've picked some dates. We um, are going with the first weekend in November and we realized that a lot of team members are also photographers on their own um, and shoot weddings on Saturdays. So we thought it'd be a good idea to hold our first um, styled shoot event in the evening of November 6th, which is a Sunday, giving opportunity for people who have a long drive to hopefully be able to make it that evening. So check in, I believe usually where we like to stay is around 4 p.m. Um, okay. Isn't that right, Ron? Yeah. On yeah. Um, November 6th. And um, I'm not sure exactly how much daylight we'll have left that day. Hopefully we can push it to around 6, 530. We'll, we'll, we'll release all of the details closer to time when we allow signups. But the first event will be um, that evening. And then we'll also have an event the n- next day, possibly two on the 7th, which is a Monday. So we're just trying to keep it flexible for people who have you know, weekday jobs. And hopefully you can ask off for that. And then we'll check out on November 8th. Okay. Um, before we announce this, though, Ron and I were talking about, we really welcome your feedback on these dates. Because you're our team, you work with us already. We have our Facebook group. We've, you know, we're on Instagram. We've got email. Ron has ron at shoreshooters.com. Um, I, I would respond better to a text message or a DM on my Instagram account. If you want the Saturday, please go ahead and send us a message before we make our reservations. Yeah. Um, because we can move the date, but we will be, I would say, um, I would say by August 23rd, we are hoping to have signups and it's going to be first come first serve. We're going to have on the Might Sound Wild website, you'll just go in there and fill out the little form and say, yes, I want to come to this retreat. And we'll let you know when it's capped off at the 10 attendees. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a very small group of people. Like you said, we're going to try to cap it off at about 10 because we want, we just want it to be a great experience for the few people who are able to attend. Yeah. And as we're approaching the release date, we will definitely be... Um, trying to let you know through the Might Sound Wild Instagram, kind of what you can expect from it, like the kind of material we're going to shoot. Um, this We're finally getting organized enough team, if you're listening to this, to plan um, a good calendar year in advance, each theme. And each theme is very, very different. We'd like to announce that in advance so you can pick and choose which one you'd like to come from, like or come for, like what's going to best benefit you, which one you want to get out of it. Um, we're going to be holding, um, hosting some at the beach and some in the mountains. And each um, event will have very different themed shoots. That way you can participate in the ones that best suit, you know, if you're trying to build portfolio or if you're just trying to have a good time. We just want you to get out of it, you know. Yeah. What yeah, you it's, it's going to be good. We're going to have a lot of events coming up uh, for our team and maybe some for, uh, the general public, other photographers uh, as well, uh, coming yeah. up in the future. And before we wrap up, I want to talk again for just a second about something that we talked about at the end of last week's episode. And since we're talking to our team here, uh, somewhere around Labor Day weekend or the week after 
Labor Day, somewhere around Labor Day, we're going to have a little something for our team, kind of a, we're kind of calling it a job fair for lack of a better term, but uh, I'll, you, you explained this so well last week, I'll let you explain it again. Yeah, we're just kind of like holding a little interest meeting talk where we just want to invite people within our team that have interest in growing with us. Where it's a very broad topic because we're interested in working with people that want to be a, a part of Shore Shooters for the long term, people that have something they think they can bring to the table. Ron and yeah. I are open minded. This isn't like a specific, like, fill the position of this job, like, this slot is open. It's not like that. It's like we're open minded to saying, hey, what do you think you can bring to the table? And then just to give some examples, oftentimes we need someone to help with these events that we're hosting. So maybe you're good at organizing events or maybe you have a skill set that is like, oh, do you need branding surrounding that event? Like, for example, this one is the the dad camp. Like maybe when I say dad camp, you're getting a whole vision for branding for um, the merchandise or how to announce that. Or maybe you're into video and you want to help promote that. Or maybe you're into social media, graphic design. These are the kind of things that we it, we don't know yet. We can't see into the future to know if it's like a you know semi-permanent job position or if it's more on a contract basis like we already have with our photographers. Yeah. Also, um, our office help in the busy season, they could use more people, hands on deck, but it's not a very, it's not a very, you know, year round position. It's more of a, so we just want you to come if you're like, Hey, I want to be involved. I love shore shooters. How can I help? I might, I have something I can bring to the table. So we just want to host a meeting where we just have an open conversation basically. Yeah. Just come to us and tell us what you can contribute Mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll figure out how to use you, whether it's an employee or a contractor or whatever. Uh, We're just inviting all of our team to come to us and tell us what you can bring to the table because we're we've kind of just figured this out over the last few months that we have people already on our team who have other talents that we didn't even know about mm-hmm. that we can use to the benefit of our business so this is an opportunity for us to just find out about all of the other talents that our people already have Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be announcing that um, in the the next couple of weeks as well. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another Might Sound Wild podcast.